Welcome to the Blended Family Podcast. A big thank you to all of you who've been inboxing us on our previous episodes. And you guys called it. You've been in my on my comment section saying that it would be very wonderful to bring this specific guest. So I listened. I listened. And we have the very lovely Muruki Muni joining us on set today. Hi, Muruki. How are you? So much. I don't think you guys even know it. Welcome to the Blended Family Thank Podcast. You. Thank you for inviting me. You are most welcome. Please Thank tell you. our viewers, as if they don't already know, who you are and how it is that you ended up being in a blended family. Okay, fine. Um, so my name is Murugi Muni. For those of you who don't know me, yes. I am a content creator, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, a woman, a mother, a wife, yes. and so many different things. Right. I am in a blended family. Um, although the funny thing is that I never actually actively think about myself in a blended family right. because I guess it's just so much of part of my life now <laughs> yeah. that that's not even something that happens in like my active thought. Um, but anyway, so how did I come to being in a blended family? Mm. I um, had my son from a previous relationship right. when I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So I got pregnant when I was 19. It was literally first year, first same at USIU. Right. Talk about the kids that you, you're like, you've raised this kid and then first year, first same, someone's mm -hmm. getting pregnant. So that was... Unfortunate, I guess, mm -hmm. for my parents. Um, but at the time, the father and I were so in love, so in love that we decided to have this child. Right. Yeah, not even oops. It was just like I knew I was not on contraceptive. I knew I was having unprotected sex. So okay. it was not like, it's never a shocker. It's okay. never like an unexpected pregnancy. You know how babies are made, guys. Mm. We know how babies are made. Mm. So we had the child at the time, obviously, as a 20-year-old, you have not thought through how expensive children are, yeah. how much effort, how much time, how much of a commitment a child is, you know, a child is not yep. like a relationship. Literally, they're your child forever mm. until your child dies or until you die. Like, yeah. they are, you are together forever. Mm. And at that time, I don't think I had thought about the longevity of what this commitment made. But anyway, at the time, we were in love yeah. and, we, and we enjoyed, we actually enjoyed parenthood, even though we mm. were not like... Uh, in a really good place financially, it was great. Oh, yeah. We stayed together. Um, so that was our first year of dating that oh. we got our son. Um, right. And we stayed together for another six years oh, wow. after that because yeah. we were just so in love. Mm. But because of the tumultuousness of life, and of course, when you're 20, very different person from who you are when you're 26. Mm. Um, so at, somewhere in between, we I mean, I had like change of career, change right. of financial standing because now I finished uni. I went to South Africa and did my postgrad. Mm. I came back, I got a really great job, mm -hmm. and we just kind of grew apart, I guess. Um, and yeah, so we ended up breaking up, and that those first few years were extremely difficult. Yeah. It was not we did not start co-parenting right away. Mm -hmm. Let me say it was it was we still had a bit of up and down. Obviously, at the time that we had gotten the child and we were together, yeah, we really thought we would be together forever. Like, yeah, you couldn't convince me otherwise. Oh, yeah. You could oh, yeah. not. Me, I was just like, this is my lover for mm -hmm. the rest of my life. Turns out he was not. Mm -hmm. um, and so we ended up splitting up. That was about 2014. Okay. And then 2015, I had what I call my whole year. Mm -hmm. So basically, I was just like, oh, I've not been single since I was like 18. What are people doing out here? Right, you know? Right. So I just had a bit of fun. 2016, I met um, the, my now husband, the love of my life. You know, I just, he's just, he's, yeah, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So I met him um, 2016 and we got married uh, mm -hmm. beginning of 2017. Literally exactly a year between when we met and when we got married. Yeah. So everything else happened in between their engagements, in yes. that one year. By the next year, March 2017, we were married. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've had um, two other children. Um, my firstborn is a, is, my, is a son. He's a boy. He's yes. called Ethan. And he's mm -hmm. 13 years old right now. Mm -hmm. And then in 2017, we got our baby girl, Mukeni, mm -hmm. who's now six. 
Um, and now we have Mutana as well, who is currently four years old. Mm. And so that is us. That is our blended oh, family. Oh, wow. I love that. And first of all, Thank I you. even want to say, I commend you for being able to go through uh, parenthood at such a young age. Mm. Because there are a lot of people who, I guess, call them like, Claire, how did you make the decision to keep the child? Yeah. How did you go through that? So well done, Rookie. And I'm sure you're Thank proud of yourself you. as well, because when you look at your son now, mm. you're like... This is like the best thing that's ever happened yeah, to me. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, regardless mm. of how it is that it ended up, I'm mm. sure like that that's just like I'm I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. So I uh, think that you. being said though, yeah. I'd never judge anyone who makes an, a different kind of decision. Right. Because it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard it's being that young. You're mm. a child growing up yourself and now you're expected to raise a child. Mm. So I always feel like people should not take my journey and be like, that is the benchmark of what we should be doing. Right. If we get pregnant at that age, mm. I'm definitely pro-choice. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm. Murugi, thank you so much for sharing your journey for starters. And mm. I just want to introduce, uh, I guess, the topic that we're talking about, mm. which is um, co-parenting and communication. Mm. Now, Murugi has been vocal about some of the things that she's had to go through when it comes to co-parenting, when mm. it comes to PRA agreements. Mm. If you follow her stories, then you've been able to catch some of those moments when you do talk about it. Yeah. I guess some of the things that you that you um, go through when um, your firstborn is not around and, you know, um, just the family setting. Mm. So I'm so glad to be talking about this because it's something that I've gone through as well. Mm. Just getting to the point where you can actually co-parent and say that you're co-parenting. Yeah. So I'm going to start from the beginning because it's mm. not always just a breeze, mm. which is basically establishing the foundation of co-parenting. Mm. Who and how, because again, it's usually from different events that happen and mm. you're just like no we're not going to be doing this like that mm. no we're going to we're not going to be doing this like that so how was the foundation process for you in terms of establishing mm. the rules of your co-parenting yeah so um i would say it was it the 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 precipitator mm. of us being able to set up rules and like those boundaries and and the foundation yeah. was my husband Okay. So we had split up with uh, my ex now in 2014. Okay. So 2016 is when I meet Zach. Mm. And he, for him, he was raised by a single mother, by mm. the way, my husband. So mm. he he had like a heart for single mothers. So I remember even when I told him I have a child, just like, oh, okay, that's a neither here nor there. That's great. You know, it's yeah. like a bonus. I'm getting one and a half, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So yeah. he was really excited to walk that journey with me. Mm. And I, But I remember when he proposed to me and he said that he's like, now we're going to get married. And mm -hmm. he had seen how I interact with my ex because by 2016, now we were kind of doing a bit of a back and forth, like him visits and, you know, sending some money, but it definitely yeah. wasn't structured. It was just kind of like, you know, every so often when you get money, you can say, yeah. you know, oh, you're missing him. Okay, so you can come mm. this weekend. It wasn't really structured. Mm. But once I got engaged, my husband really felt, well, my fiance at that point, mm. really felt it was important for us to have like a set agreement. So it's not just like you can take the child anytime. Yeah. We are a family now. So mm. you need to, it, there needs to be like a system. Mm. And if he is part of the child's life, now I'm here as well. So if I'm paying school fees, are you also paying school fees? How because, does that look yeah, like? Yeah, you can't now also just be here. You're just fathering, but you're not fathering in these other very mm. important ways because financially, that's also part of fatherhood, you know, yeah, or yeah. parenting in general. Mm. So it's my husband who said, I think we should see a lawyer yeah. um, and see... Um, what this process would look like. So we consulted a lawyer mm. and of course he gave us all the information that we needed. At that time, actually, we had thought was uh, we were like, we didn't even know that much about the law, but we're asking him, okay, so now that I'm getting married, can he, does he also, my husband also have legal rights over the child? Can we adopt him? Mm. Of course, we were like, Not. no, you have to leave the child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, but we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many a things lot. that you, uh, yeah. you know that you yeah. learn now once mm. you consult the lawyer. And so, yeah. um, so we just had a back and forth. So at that 
point now I, I our lawyer got in touch with my ex mm-hmm. and now wrote the email said we've drafted this please look through it we right. had months of uh, back and forth mm. months of negotiation mm. of like me said it should be this ma- ma- amount a month mm. he you know there was a rebuttal and what but it wasn't grueling let me say it wasn't difficult because I feel like for me at that point it was just like I want him to be in my son's life because right. he is an amazing father. He's mm. a really great guy. It's just that it just didn't work out between us. Right. But he loved his sons. He loves his sons so much. And mm. I was just like, it would be so unfair and actually illegal. Yeah. I know people don't know that it's illegal for you to just like take, take somebody out of someone's life. Like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it is yeah. illegal. Yeah. He has as much right over his child as you do, mm. you know? Mm. So I was like, I don't want to be in that kind of an environment. Also, I didn't want my marriage to start in an acrimonious way. Right. You know, now we are fighting. Now there's this new guy. Mm. Now we are having, I didn't want that karma over me. So, yeah. um, we had the back and forth. I think it took us maybe like five, six months. Okay. Because some of the things were just like things like choosing schooling, like who chooses the school. Yeah. You know, what if different, there are different financial capacities. Because if I tell you I've taken my child to a 150K school and mm. you expected to pay 75, what if you don't have 75? Right. You know, it's like there were so many, yeah, modalities and like two small, small intricacies. Yeah. But after that, um, we signed the document. Yeah. And since then, it has worked perfectly. We literally have, oh. we both adhere to it. Um, once in a while there's like you know some changes like obviously the amount that we had agreed then is mm. we are in a different Kenya now yeah, you know it's yeah. been like what seven years now and like there's inflation so we've increased the child support amount right. he has changed schools several mm. times there are times when my husband has changed jobs and so insurance changes and things like that yeah. but it's worked really well for us okay. we both respect it like to like a to tea. the tea. To oh my gosh tea. I guess there's so many things that I'm picking from that yeah. because um, number one I guess it's the willingness of the other party to sort of work things mm. out for the sake of the kids yeah. and then two the, the agreement that you're talking about is the PRA which is the Parental um, Responsibility, Responsibility Agreement, agreement. Mm. Um, we're going to touch on that in just a bit but mm. I, I want to talk about um, my case so um, Muruki I was telling you I mean oh, I called you Muruki I did well it yeah. <laughs> well done <laughs> let me tell you well I've been done. calling her Joanne this whole time and she's like Claire Joanne <laughs> we were in high school together yeah. High school? yeah it was high IB school. it was St. Yeah. Mary's mm. yeah when IB together yeah. so that's how I know her as Joanne but um, so my case was completely different because um, for us, it was court proceedings before even introducing somebody um, where we became a blended family. Mm. So we spent years and I'm sure that people who are also going through that as well, Mm. where you're spending years, you're going in for um, mediation, you're Mm. sitting down. Um, somebody is not adhering to the to the PRA or I'm not in agreement to something. So it was like a back and forth for mm. years. Mm. Um, and you know, the funny thing about PRAs, I guess I can also tell you this, is that it's not usually sometimes cast in stone. Mm. So um, somebody may want to change something. And we talked about this with Anthony as well. If you've mm. missed that episode with Anthony, who's our, who's, a lawyer, who's our lawyer and was mm. our lawyer, you can just catch up on it mm. and see some of the things that people do actually go through. Mm. Now... Um, in the case where co-parenting is, I guess, existing, mm. that's when you've introduced your new partner. Mm. Um, the cases where it changes everything. Mm. So we had the arrangement before my partner was introduced. When the partner comes into play, mm. then it changes the whole ball game completely because he wants to add different things, mm. and I want to remove certain things. Mm. Right? The PRA, um, I guess, for us was mm. structured in school fees, mm. what's going to be shared. Um, and I guess I'm saying this because um, there are certain people who've asked, what does a PRA look like mm, and what, what should I have? include yeah. in my PRA? Mm. So ours included the school fees. It included, um, we didn't do um, 
uh, what is it called? Child support. Child support. Okay. We didn't do child support. It's just that we sh- um, we did custody, which is how much time you have with the children mm. and how much time I have with the children. And then we also covered um, medical mm. um, and I said school fees, yeah? Mm. School fees, medical and... Uh, yeah, and custody, and that was just about it. Okay. And then there was a certain clause which we will talk about, and I think mm. we have talked about it also in our previous episode, which was the introduction of new partners. Oh, right, yeah. Which was added now way later when mm. somebody else came into play. So okay, I wow. guess what does your yeah. PRA sort of like okay. look like and feel, and what are the things that you should include? Yeah, okay, here? so that's so interesting. I love hearing now such stories from someone else's perspective. Because yeah. for me, until I met now, until my husband proposed, mm. I had never even thought about doing a PRA, and maybe that's just because... We were both pretty relatively civil okay. in the way that we were, we were, you know, going about things. And maybe it's because mm. some time had passed. Okay. I feel like it, it was like a full year of us mm. healing from the fact that our relationship had broken down mm. before we even started the conversation about co-parenting and what happens, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So even by the time now, my husband was like, let's put this in on paper. Yeah. Some part of me was just like, oh, is it really necessary? Yeah. Oh, but it is necessary when you introduce new partners yeah. for sure. So... Mm. Um, yeah, but I'm so sorry that you had to go through no, that. No, it's okay. It's, o- <laughs> it's okay. And I like the fact that you said the healing yeah. and time mm. because I feel like that usually plays such a big role it when it comes yeah. to what it is that you put together in, exactly. in that year. And if you do, because you also mentioned the fact that your um, ex is a good father. Is, so there are yeah. cases where um, you question if this person treated me this way, mm. how will they be with the kids? And then there's also a scenario where you've seen how bad they are with yeah. the child, but they're fighting for custody, um, you know, with um, to be able to spend time with the child. So you're there, you're debating, like you said, he, yeah. he has just as much a right, mm. right? So what happens in that scenario? I but we'll know. jump into that. First, tell us what your PRA is. <laughs> so bad like. for yeah. in that situation. I know, and yeah. all just to say, by the way, can we choose very carefully who we choose to have children But with? can you know, Joanne, can you... <laughs> There you go, it's fine. If she okay. says Joanne, yeah, that's not me. Not I'm the Joanne. Like, can, yeah. you, can you actually, because you see how you're saying, like you're yeah. in love with and this person. And you were person, 20, so and you, you didn't were, know. Exactly. And you didn't know how this person would change, how they'd end up acting and treating your children. Yeah. So you can't really, really know. Are there red flags? Yes, they are. Right? Definitely. They're definitely red flags. But then it's like, are they big enough to be like, yeah, this person will end up being, mm. you know, a certain way along the you line? You really can't. I, honestly, I feel like you can't know. But yeah. even more reason why, if you're super young, like 19, yeah. 20, 21, 22, mm. to be honest, you have no, no, reason, no reason to be having kids. Right. You should be on family planning. You mm. should be on contraceptives. And if there's one message that if I ever was to die, the impact I would want to have in this Kenya, is that people are on contraception. Because can we just plan our families so that you're having kids when you choose to, unless you're like 19 like me and decide you're in love and you want to have a kid. But like, I mean, I just wish that more people thought through it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, sometimes you really can't tell. Anyway, so our PRA that you had asked, Mm. what are some of the clauses? So we have um, things like School fees. Yeah. So in our one of our clauses is we pay school fees half half. Mm. So us we pay half. Mm. Um, he pays half. Right. And so for me, it's like my husband who pays. So it's like, you know. So it's, but it's just like on my end, this half of the school fees will be paid. Right. On your end, half of the school fees will mm. be paid. Um, we have insurance as well. Right. Um, so uh, our son is covered under my insurance, but mm. he's also covered under. Um, his dad's insurance right. and also under Zach's insurance. Mm. So he's pretty much covered like... And by the way, this is just to give a guideline, yes, a guideline of yeah, what exactly. usually goes into those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have child support. So mm. there's a certain amount that he sends every month. Okay. That is going to vary depending on um, 
someone's income. I think right. at the time they said something like it needs to be 30% of what the income is. Right. And I remember them trying to ascertain, because if someone is a creative, yeah. how are we going to know? It's affidavit of means. How, There's this yeah. document mm. called the affidavit of means, which you send to the court mm. that they then see or estimate what you That's the question. <laughs> yeah. You can never really know. Yeah. So, but there's a certain amount which, and that amount has increased over time. Okay. Because um, obviously as a child grows, when someone is five, what are their needs? Yeah. When they are a teenager, they have more needs. And you know fees, what I'm saying? Usually, girl, oh my gosh. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. So yeah, so um, we have that. We have the child support that's sent and then it also has um, the custody agreement, which in ours, I'm the primary custodian, okay. um, which I, I, I believe in Kenya, if a child is below 18, unless mm -hmm. the mother is unable to take care of their child, you will, we would automatically, the court would automatically give you pr like primary custodianship. Is that a word? Yes, yes. Unless the guy proves otherwise, yeah. like you're Unless not fit, the exactly, you're not like fit mentally mother, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it has that, but it does have visitation mm -hmm. rights mm -hmm. or like um, time that he can spend uh, at his dad's house. So every other during the school term, it's mm -hmm. every other weekend right. he goes to his dad's house. Mm -hmm. Um, on the holidays, we split the holidays down the middle. So okay. I get half, you get half. Yeah. If I get Christmas, you get New Year's. Mm -hmm. I get Easter this week, this month, this year. You get next, Easter next, next year, year. Something like that. Yeah, um, I think those are the most important things that we have on there. Also, mm -hmm. we have like. Um, things such as, and this was most important to my husband, is um, no, there are certain pickup points and drop-off points. So it's like, you cannot enter my house. Oh, I cannot yes. enter your house. Mm. Um, uh, who who can drop him mm. or who can pick him up? Or if like, if I drop him, you need to be the one who brings him back. Things mm. like that. So we're incurring equal transportation costs right. to small, small things. And a lot of this, by the way, we were guided by our lawyer. Oh, yes. Because even me at that point, I was like, now what are people putting in this yeah, document? Thing, yeah. no, what are we now saying? But now clearly yeah. I was like, oh. And isn't it so also after things. going through it? Mm. Because um, I've had instances where we had to put like the drop-offs and pickups yeah. because mm. uh, one parent picks and then they're not answering the phone calls and you don't know how the kid is getting home. It's like, okay, do we come for them or do yeah. we pick up? So mm. some of these things you get to experience along the way, which yeah. would be like, yeah, I want to add that. That is the thing. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like my situation has been made easier yeah. just by the fact that he's a sensible guy yeah. and I'm a sensible person. Yeah. And some things it's just kind of like, I mean, this week, let's say, actually he's going to his dad's place today. Mm -hmm. And usually the agreement is that he should be picked from my house. Okay. But because where Ethan's school is, is closer to his office, mm. I've gotten the transport guy who usually brings him home to just mm. bring him directly there. Mm. And you see, that's just something he would just be like, oh, by the way, is it easier? Can he just be brought to my place? And it's yeah. like, you can just quickly make an agreement. Yeah. But I recognize that there are so many people who are not in that kind of situation. Setup, yeah. Because there's some people who is just like literally any tiny thing you change. And it's like, I'm going to take you to court. Yeah. And ooh. It's always being threatened, threatened with court. Let's, let's court. see what the courts yeah. decide. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. you I, are preaching to the choir. Oh All right. Now, <laughs> some of the things, I guess you had it easier when it comes mm. to communicating um, some of the things that you want to put into the PRA. Yeah. Mm. But then I still want you to speak on navigating the different communication styles mm. because you see, for us, um, it reached a point because of the fact that uh, it was difficult. Communicating was difficult, especially mm. after a new partner came into um into the mm. picture. That always and becomes difficult. It, it becomes no different. No matter how healed you are or how uh, over it you it's are. It's different. Suddenly. It mm. just changes Hans everything. Me, the person he got with is the person who throughout our relationship he was saying, don't worry about her. Oh, She's just my, my friend. Gosh, John. Yeah. As we speak, they are now married with two <sighs> additional children. Do you know the strength that is because mm. you honestly, one thing that I usually pray is that 
that co that bonus parent yeah. ends up loving my, my children child, yes. because mm. at the end of the day no matter how much pain you feel mm. your child is still going to go to That's that house thing, yeah. you know exactly. it's still going to go to that house so it's just like you just pray you're just like oh lord please just watch over them when they're there you know. um um but anyway joan you've just said that he told you not to worry about this specific lady and mm. then ended up moving on with her mm. how was that like for you because i feel like was it before you moved on or was it after you moved on so it was way before oh wow because let's say we had broken up same september 2014 okay december 2014 he was with this babe yeah they, they don't worry about her so if you want to say don't worry about someone you know as a woman you know your instincts are telling mm. you apa kuna kitu kulikuwa na kitu yeah so he moved on that december 2014 but funny enough I w- I didn't feel that horribly about it okay. simply because I was the one who had ended the relationship. Okay. He had wanted the relationship to continue but I just felt like I had outgrown him. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had outgrown the relationship. I just didn't feel like we were headed in the same direction. Okay. So I felt bad but it wasn't like heartbreaking mm. at that time you know it's almost just because i was just like okay i mean we are at that time we hadn't even started the co-parenting properly in fact yeah. i just found out through instagram okay just like oh okay wow so yeah. we are together mm, yeah. ah wow fantastic that's great so happy for you <sighs> yeah so for me now that's why now 2015 i was just like i was trying to find a partner because i'm okay. addicted to long-term relationships it's just the kind of person i am okay um and i wasn't but i don't remember dwelling too much on the fact that he was in this relationship but when i did get into a relationship now in 2016 with the man who I ended up marrying mm. it definitely felt better like okay. i don't know i feel like knowing that now even you mepata mtu and then now we are just here because we need to take care of this child God. together do you know at one point it was a prayer point for me yeah. well, like with with my uh, mentor we're yeah. just like we're going to pray for him to find someone so you that know, he can just you know yeah. get obsessed with that it's person and that's that it way. it's just because easier. when mm. when i got into a relationship now again this is when things start getting changed on the mm. affidavit because we got a, an affidavit which was saying that i should not introduce the kids to anybody Uh, until after five years but how would you know five years of dating this person can you imagine yes and we were just like what so you can't so it's like you can't get married or you can't i cannot introduce leave. the you kids cannot... until i've dated this person for five years but then you fought back of course i mean yeah. it's not gonna be it's not okay, gonna be fine. adopted so by the court um it ended up being deal with it um my best interest is for the children mm. and i will do things how i do them but also um i think it also helped after we got the whole traditional wedding going on so it's mm. like this person is here to stay i'm no. not trying to yeah. exactly i'm not it's trying not to just it's not any random person it's not random person yeah. like mm. somebody who's in the kids life yeah. right but anyway we're talking about communicating now mm. the commu- the different communication styles mm. because we had to learn especially when the new partner comes into play we had mm. to learn how to be able to unlearn some of the things that we were doing before like you said before you get into a relationship you're like this is the father of my children mm. so you do things like the way you if do them two, yeah. if you're two you know he'd call you and you'd pick up you like nini nini baba nini nini you know and then you know you move so on true, yeah. you know and then you move on but then now when somebody comes in you're like okay maybe this is not okay exactly. picking up the phone at this time is not okay mm. having this much communication with this person mm. is probably not okay mm. and i also if i was in this person's shoes i wouldn't be okay about yeah, it yeah. you know mm. so then establishing what communication looks like and um for us it was simple emails and simple text calls were unless necessary mm. like if there's an emergency or something mm. um if there's like a late drop off but we're just like let's keep it to emails let's keep it to text okay. yeah so for us it was um 
I'm trying to remember those early days what we would yeah. do, but I feel like mostly it was just WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, I'm not a phone call person with anyone, yeah. <laughs> so I would not ordinarily just be calling you. And also, if you yeah. call me, I'm more likely to just hang up mm-hmm. and then tell you what is it. Yeah, text you know, me. You know, kind yeah. of thing. But also, you know, th- those beginning periods are so. Everyone is trying to get used delicate. to this situation. It's yeah. so delicate. Everyone yeah. is trying to get used to it. So it's like I would, I, I would want to go above and beyond to make sure I don't upset him. Um, but also go above and beyond to make sure my husband is a hundred percent comfortable because this right. new relationship is my is ideally this is what I'm trying to protect. Right. So I would more take cues from him. Like mm-hmm. if at any point, let's say, um, Ethan's dad was to call and I see him seem a bit shifty, mm-hmm. I would like okay, I take note of it. So I'm just like okay, maybe when he calls at this time, right. he's uncomfortable yeah. or when, whatever. And for the most part, we would just deal on WhatsApp, right? You know? And I was right. just like, there's no reason really for us to be having more than just that. And then also that maybe the first face-to-face conversations we would have is like maybe a drop-off, you're dropping him off or I'm coming to pick him up or right. something like that. Mm. And, you know, it would be like two minutes max. Okay. But that we didn't put in the PRA. Mm. Yeah, but what I'm now understanding from your situation and my situation right. is that the more difficult you, the situation is or the more... Uh, you know, the more acrimonious or complicated the situation is, the more clauses you need in the PRA. Oh, yeah. Because ours, I feel like it was just pretty whatever. Everything everything else that came up was just more like, oh, yeah, Yeah. let's just, let's adjust this way, let's adjust this way kind of thing. I'll never forget the first time... um, his now current partner mm. dropped Ethan off. Okay. And so when I opened the gate, I wasn't prepared to see her. You see, it's like, it's like oh, I was, gosh. I knew she existed. Right. And sometimes we would talk even like on the phone, like when she, Ethan calls and it's like, oh, my ex, Party you know, team. my mom is here. Mm. And the first time even I had him saying, oh, my other mom, I was like, <laughs> it's happening, it's you happening. Know? And then she yeah. has this very endearing, she's a really lovely person, by oh, the way. She wow. cares for them so much. And her other two children are boys. Wow. Um, and she it's a very beautiful dynamic. So she always is always calling him Baba. So I can always hear her sometimes in the back, oh Baba, you should go and shower or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's just a dual thing between I love that she's loving you so well, but yeah. like yeah, it's like, yeah. You know? So I guess it, it also puts you in a position where you think about now the yeah, other biological exactly, parent. Yeah. Which in my case, it's like, okay, does this person feel like this person is coming to take over the father role? Exactly. Um, so these are com- these are conversations. It's tough. It's mm. tough. These are conversations mm. that we had to have with the children so that mm. they they actually understand that, yes, your, your father is present in your life yeah. and this person is coming, not mm. as a father figure or like, but just to feel in this specific space that we're yeah. living in that house, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and of course, you will take up different roles of dad while, you know, they're in our house. Mm. So I guess what I wanted to ask was, what are some of the communications that you had to have with, I like the fact that yours was a smooth um, mm. transition, but with your firstborn mm. in terms of the setting that you're in right now, the changes that are happening in his life mm. and what having two sets of parents then looks like. Looks like. Yeah. So when we first got in this situation, mm. he was very young. Right. He was okay. six. Okay. So first of all, when even Zach came into my life, mm. I didn't want it to be like I'm imposing a father on you because okay. he had a great relationship with his his dad and mm-hmm. I wanted to be like now who is this person so mm-hmm. at first I introduced Zach as like this is my friend mm-hmm. he noticed he's here frequently you right. know and I would frequently check in with him because you no know, when it's just you and your kids you really right. have a tight bond yeah so checking with him frequently about like oh you know how do you like Zach you know mm-hmm. how things just like oh he's so nice yeah he's so nice it's really just so oblivious yeah. to like everything complications <laughs> I love it so much yeah um and I didn't want to now tell him this is going to be your dad or anything All but right. the second mm. we got engaged mm. he just started calling him dad oh. which was just like that's really lovely yeah. I'm just crying like yeah. a 
baby yeah. the first time he called him dad yeah. and i think we just used to keep checking in i didn't really tell him about like oh now this is you're going to have this home or whatever but he did ask me at some point mm-hmm. he was like um so will i still see my other dad and right. i was like yeah of course you'll still see him you'll mm-hmm. be able to go to his house and whatnot the conversations have changed as we've gotten older mm-hmm. but one of the things that i've always been careful to do is to continuously have conversations with him okay. i would say maybe annually or every six months yeah. you know just to check in how are you feeling about this mm-hmm. you know is anything uncomfortable mm-hmm. one of my biggest fears is one day he'll come and tell me mom i said i want to go live with my other dad oh you and me both yeah and then like just stay what do you mean live there? no just stay there i'll come visit you exactly and I you know what makes me even more scared is that in our home, we yeah. have two daughters. Yeah. In their home, that other home, they have two boys. sons. So it's like they're this gang of three boys. Ours is just like, ah, this one, they're always disturbing mm. me. They, you know, Mokeri and Mutara, they're always disturbing me. Yeah. So I'm just like, girls, do you know what the battle yeah, we're I in? Know. <laughs> you don't know what battle Love your brother. Can you love him? Don't disturb him. <laughs> But we continuously have conversations. <laughs> right. I remember when he joined primary school, mm-hmm. there was um, uh, a situation where he came home and he was just like, oh, mom, you know, today I was telling my class that I have two dads and people said that's weird. Is oh. it weird? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like he, in that context, obviously then he was still pretty immature and so right. he didn't see how it was like strange. But interest, interestingly enough, from that time to now, he's kind of grown to embrace it it's like he's so proud of the fact that he's like oh i have this dad but i also have this dad right. you know and i have right. this uh, this mom but he never says to me i think once he maybe saw how i i yeah. reacted when i said other mom mm. and so he never says to me other mom he mm. just calls her by her actual name right. which i ain't about to change that because i'm the only mom in the streets okay okay um so yeah so but, but he says he's always frequently saying that he's just like oh you know i get two sets of birthday gifts mm-hmm. you know i'll have a party here you know i may have so many grandparents he's always right. so happy about those things right. but i feel like the most important thing is one never to keep your child in the dark yes. be very open with them about what's happening um if they ask any questions answer them as truthfully Candidly, as possible yes. but also in a context that makes sense for them and also Those, protecting their, I guess, their minds, their young and minds. Young minds, yeah, exactly. It's not like, we're not talking about like the dirt you dish. Hey, Baba, you know, you know, you know, no. please. Uh, just the, please. Why does it sound hilarious? Yeah. It's Babako. Yeah. It just sounds Mama disrespectful. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, of that that happens, by yeah. the way, where, because there's a lady who was in the supermarket. I'll just jump back to what you're saying. Mm. Sorry for cutting you short. But mm. um, she was... I guess disciplining her child, and the first thing that came out of her mouth is "surakama babako," and I'm just like, <gasps> "Why? What, like, why? What? What did this <laughs> child do?" I know. <laughs> yeah, but oh, communication so is extremely yeah, important. I remember there was a time he also asked me. This must have been a couple of years ago. He's mm-hmm. like, "So, you and my other dad used to be friends, yeah, and then you stopped being friends. Mm-hmm. So you and mm-hmm. this dad, you can also stop being friends." Oh gosh. I was like, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I just told him, first of all, with your other dad, we weren't married. Mm. Now we are married. We're yeah. in this legal institution, which is recognized by God mm. and the law. Mm. Um, but no, we are, well, now you see, in that, I lied. Yeah. I just said, <laughs> no, we are never gonna <laughs> stop being friends. We are always gonna yeah. be friends. Um, because at that point, I, I, some of these things just catch you so off guard. You're just yeah. like, yeah. I don't even know how mm. to say it. But one thing that gives me joy is when he's at our home, he'll call my husband, dad, and he'll mm. call his other dad, other dad, my other dad. Okay. But I'm guessing when he's there, maybe He'll, he calls that other dad, dad. But you say I don't know. Yeah. I'm but you see, also, I, mm. I also just wanted to commend the both of you because of creating that um, space and environment for both um, both homes to be able to accommodate him mm. and his emotions because yeah. that really helps with the confidence of the child. Yeah. Just you, me hearing you say the fact that he's able to say, my, I've got two dads, I've got... Mm. It's because of the environment that you have been able to provide for him yeah. and the environment that the other house has been able to provide mm. for him. And I just commend both of you for that because like from... 
a lot of experiences um <laughs> a lot of experiences i guess um it's not the case and when i say that i'm not just speaking on my experience where i'm the biological parent sometimes mm. the women are the bonus parents mm. where the guy comes in with um with a child and in those cases it's a lot different yeah um why is that i wonder it's, it's, why I, is I, that i've seen this more often than i should where mm. when it's a case of the step parent the child has a problem mm. um but if it's a case of the step dad they're totally okay and i don't know mm. if it's a thing about you know us being the ones who give birth to the actual yeah. child or i don't know is it like an animal instinct thing it's not always the know. case because mm. there are amazing step moms out there as yeah. well and of course they're also similar um, bad yeah, uh, stepdads step as well yeah. mm. um but i don't know it's more often or not it's usually the case where stepmoms is usually mm. a problem i don't know why me, me, me remember when i was praying to god for a husband yeah. before i met my husband i just said god please don't give me someone with kids right i really did it i think because i had just been on this other side and i was just like i right. know how difficult it, it would is. be for that person and that managing emotions i was like i know me i'm coming with a child yeah. but i don't want to marry someone who has a child you know how easy it is for to say that it's just like don't you then just commend your partner even more because really like do. sometimes I look yeah. at him and I'm just like oh you know like, oh, and yeah. for you to be able to I guess go through that which just helps me touch on you had a very smooth transition mm. um but when it talk when we talk about communication mm. not just communication with your child mm. but also communication with your co-parent mm. though the biological parent that you're co-parenting mm. with how can you then be able to like you've said you watch um his reaction when it's like a phone call. Mm. Um I just want to touch on some of the insecurities that come along with still dealing with an ex mm. because co-parenting is literally dealing with somebody who you had a life with, yeah. you know? Um I've had cases where um my friends would tell me I just stay away from it. Like I don't want to know what they're talking about, the decisions that they make, but mm. I'm like in the long run how healthy is that? Mm. Should you be involved in some of the decisions that they're making for their child? Should your partner be involved in some of the decisions that you're making for your child because now mm. he's involved? And mm. um, I guess just how you've been able to um work around, navigate you know, that. navigate some of the insecurities. So yeah. I I I actually don't feel like I've ever had any insecurities dealing with him. Yeah. Maybe it's because that by the time we were breaking up, okay. I had made complete peace with the, this is not the person I'm meant to be with. Okay. So even like talking to him or whatever, there's never that thing of like, oh, what if, mm. you know, could it have been or oh, yeah. was this person better or whatever? Right. I genuinely already by that point had already let go of the relationship. Okay. I know for a fact that it's very different if like this is a guy who has cheated on you right. or he has abandoned you or left you. I know that situation must be extremely mm. painful for people not even that it's beautiful mm. for your bonus for now the person who's joining exactly. there are some cases where the the ex does not want to let go oh yeah does not want to let go you whatsoever now, yeah. and uses the child as, as that avenue where now i'm going to talk yeah. or oh, we need to meet to go shopping for the kids mm. you understand mm, what i mean mm, mm, mm. so it's just like i guess that also jumps on to not only dealing with some of those insecurities but how you created the boundaries mm. as well yeah, yeah. i yeah. feel like the, the the pra for us was fundamental okay once we had that it was like this is how it is right my partner was was categorical that he didn't want to have to uh, like interact with you know mm. um Ethan's dad right. and even now they still interact sometimes like maybe um Zach will be home and then Ethan is being brought over okay. and so he'll just be the one who answers the door mm. and they'll be like oh hey how are you you know kind of thing cordial mm. it's very okay but he doesn't want to be at the forefront so anything which has to do with like agreements or conversations it's okay. always me and him okay. however 
I think, um, I don't know if it's just that it happened to be aligned, the fact that he is in a healthy, happy, loving relationship, right. which appears to be so. Okay. And I am in one as well. Yeah. And it's clear in the way that we interact that we're both very interested in preserving those. And right. that is a huge priority for us mm. while making sure that we are taking care of our child. Okay. So for us, it's just like, we we have an understanding of there's no reason there's no circumstance under which I imagine you'd be calling me if it's not to do with Ethan mm. or us talking if it's not to do with Ethan. Mm. I also only we only communicate when it's to do with Ethan. If okay. it's not to do with him, then it's more of it's like maybe it just happens to be in conversation or like we're waiting for Ethan to come from downstairs. We're just right. like, oh, how is life? Yeah. You know what's happening with you? Mm. Oh, that's interesting or whatever. Of course, it doesn't help that I'm a public figure, okay. and so I don't know how much of my content he watches. I don't know if he's watching right this, now. Yeah. Watching your good dad. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, so I don't. I, I guess he gets to see me more often than I get to see him. Okay. But I, I don't know. Now listen to you. I just feel so grateful for my situation because I yeah. feel like I've had it relatively easy. Yeah. It's just worked out. And I honestly, it's because he's in a happy. He's happy mm. with his babe, mm. and I'm happy with my guy because mm. I feel like if it was only one of those, mm. I don't know if it would be as easy as yeah. it has been. And then okay, I think for people who I guess the other partner hasn't gotten involved with somebody else, mm. I think healing and prioritizing the child's best interest is the most important thing and the most difficult and thing. the most difficult thing because yeah. I'm, I'm always like first of all <laughs> each person has their own perspective as to what prioritizing the child's needs mm. is or what is right best for the child. or what is best for the child because yeah. mm. then if you have let's say parent a and parent b mm. this parent wants to take the child to um an igcsc school but the the i guess uh, the caveat is mm. that the child that custody is with me because mm. I'm affording the school fees and I'm paying for everything. And so the, it, but the child is better off with me, mm. but the child's best interest for parent B mm. is that, yes, I can't afford this school, mm. but um, I'm going to take them to a worse school and I'm going to love them, but mm. we can call, we can share the child. You see, each person thinks that they have the child's best interest You're at right, heart. Yeah. So it's like, how do we establish what the child's best interest mm. actually is? That's the thing. Without involving the courts, mm. you know? It's like, do we have conversation with these kids and be like, Unataka nini? but even then you're just like, are you even sure you can make that, that you child know, can make that exactly. decision, you know? Those, um, some of those things are actually so so difficult and yeah. whenever someone dms me about something like that i'm always like honestly i don't they even don't know what know. the answer is yeah it maybe just requires you guys to sit down and someone has to compromise yeah yeah as women i know we are always more willing to compromise sometimes yeah, but i was just like are, are we, um, are, me, i are feel we? like i'm usually i'm very interested in preserving the peace okay i i really value my peace yeah. but of course if it's something which is intense which is like no there's mm. a difference between kibera primary and brook house yeah and uh, we are going to suck no now yeah. at some point it's yeah. like let's we really just need to mm. Valiana, you know mm. but i like what you've brought up about also allowing your kids to have a say okay so ethan yeah. when he was younger like let me say younger than 10 mm. we wouldn't really take that his his opinion well his his preferences. We would listen to them. We would listen to yeah, his preferences, but, but not necessarily adopt them. Yeah. But now he's 13, so sometimes it'll be like, like last weekend, he was supposed to go to his dad's house, but he was like, oh, mom, actually, I don't want to go this weekend. And okay. I know it was because like his sister's birthday was there and we were having family over, okay. so he wanted to stay. Yeah. And now I feel like we've gotten to a good uh, rhythm, his dad and I, where it's just like, okay, Ethan has said he wants to stay, yeah. so he, you know, he just gets to stay. Obviously, I feel so much better when it's mm. my house he wants to stay mm. at. There was a December where he was just like, oh, mom, I've decided I just want to stay at my dad's. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You can stay. That's fine. 
Because at that time, it's like he is just having fun with his brothers. Yeah. And he just wants to spend time with them. And I'm just like, what? why would I say no to mm. that? You know, and I don't want to force him to, um, you know, be someone he don't want to be. Or if he really just wants to be in that space, I want to allow him to be in that space. Right. So now we have a, lo- a, a bit more of that flexibility. Okay. Of course, at some point, if it's like, sometimes it upsets my husband. Mm-hmm. If like Ethan is there and he says he wants to stay longer, he's just like, no, he's a child. He can't make these kinds of decisions. Right. But more often than not, he'll be like, over time, he'll just be, he understands. It's mm-hmm. just like, he's a boy. And there they get to, you know, also different houses, different rules. Oh, yeah. There, he literally gets to sleep at like 1130, midnight. He's playing PS until, you know, God knows what mm-hmm. hours. In my house, you switch off that thing by 10. Yeah. And if I see it, I'm throwing it out the window. Yeah. So, you know. I, I like the things. fact that you mm. mentioned that, Muruki, because I think it's also very important to communicate the fact that these are two different households. Oof. Because sometimes when you're co-parenting, you want to also parent in that other house, which is something that I, will, I have to set boundaries where it's just like, boss, this is my this is my house. Mm. Whatever you do on that side, um, keep it that way. Mm. But then also, I've also felt the need sometimes oh. to be like, why are you guys still up? Yeah. You know, why are you guys still on your phone? You guys have been phone zombies the mm. whole day. And you want to do something, but you also need to difficultly yeah. accept that that is the space that they're in, which is mm. not in your power. Um, so I guess for me, it'll be, would it hurt to have, I guess, even when you're um, in a relationship, would it hurt to have core parenting principles mm. that are similar um, in the say in different houses. Yeah. So for example, in that PRA, I guess now when I think about it now, it would be nice to sort of like include things like, can we please have the kids uh, at bed at a specific time? Mm. You know, I know they're usually small details that you can't really add. You can't add everything see, in PRAs, yeah. by the way. And you no, can't, and you can't control you everything. Can't. Yeah. And you see, this is now one of those things where you would say like, you're in a and because yeah, you should have <laughs> thought of that before, before you yeah. had sex without the condom and chose to have the baby because no, at that point is when you should have been thinking, do are I have values and I aligned? Mm. You know, what are our principles? Right. You know, what are the things that we want for our kids? At that point is when you should have thought that. Mm. Now it's a bit too late because yeah. the reality is that even if I, if you put it in there, things change. What if tomorrow now you get super saved yeah. and you decide, actually, I don't want my kids ever listen, watching YouTube or listening to oh, yeah, a single happens. secular song. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then now what happens? You know, yeah. such things are too fluid. Mm. It's one of those things I tell people you're going to just have to make peace with it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a, an inconvenience and an, a discomfort of this situation mm. that you just can't do anything about. Yeah. Um, I remember when Ethan was turning, I think he was 11. His dad bought him a phone for his yeah. birthday. Okay. And as we had decided in our house, we're not going to buy him a phone till he's 13. But huh. now the phone has been bought. It's there. So <laughs> it's like, what are we, I yeah. mean, you know, you what can I do? Yeah. So my husband was quite upset about it. But mm. me, I was just like, he has a right to also parent. And right. if he feels that the phone, he, he can have a phone, then, you know, what are we going to do about yeah, it? And nothing. he'll go there and he'll use it. The reality is that he's using technology anyway. Mm. What are we going, what are we going to do about it? I think, I feel like all you can do is probably just try to, Try to influence. Right. And I feel like the, the, the better the relationship is between me and Ethan's dad, mm. the easier it is for me to influence. Because now when I say something, he can take it more from the point of like, you're trying to control me. Right. No, he won't take it like that. Mm. He'll take it more of like, okay, fine, we can have a conversation about that yeah. you know, kind of thing, yeah. which I really deeply appreciate, mm. you know? And so I would say, can we start to think about those things before we, you know, have babies with yeah, people yeah. because at that point it'll be too late for you to start saying even if you say now at your value can they be asleep by this time yeah, yeah. how are you policing that 
Oh my gosh, I, I just want to touch, I guess, on the other side because mm. I've heard um, some things that you said that I know my partner does as well, which mm. we don't give them credit enough. Mm. It's just some of the ways in which they handle those situations. So mm, I guess for me, the uncomfortable ones. Mm. So I guess I want you to talk to like a bonus parent, um, some of the experiences that you've seen your partner go through mm. and how he's he's handled them when it comes to co-parenting. Yeah, I was just saying to Claire before yeah. we started that I would love to watch a podcast episode mm. which has the bonus parent here. Yeah. Because I feel like I, from my husband's point of view, I only know what he tells me, mm. but I don't really know like how he what feels, he how it makes through. him feel. Yeah. And because because he's a guy, it's like they obviously don't wear their hearts on their sleeves. Even the women who go through that yeah. as bonus parents. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've met many bonus oh, parents. Oh, they're there. I know they're there, yeah, but I don't think I've interacted with that many. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like he, one, he's been extremely gracious. Okay. From the beginning, he's the one who championed the PRA for us to do it. If, right. he, if I had not met him, I don't know if even right now I would have a PRA because before that I didn't even think, oh, let me consult a lawyer. Let me go to, you know, let's solidify this partnership or let's structure it or whatever. Okay. So I love the fact that he... Um, championed that whole process. Mm. He also is the one who's always on top of checking. Oh, but Ethan was here last weekend. Yeah. Is he supposed to be going? Is he coming? Mm. You know, making sure that things are running well. So even though he doesn't interact with my ex, yeah. he is always making sure like, has this happened? Yeah. He was supposed to do this. Like he'll, let's say he pays the school fees. He'll mm. be like, he'll send me the message and be like, uh, please send this to person X yeah. and let him know I've paid and I've spoken to the school and he can pay his half next month or something oh, like wow. that. So it's like there's, we, things are operating well, yeah. even though there's no, there's not like they are not at the best friends right, kind of thing. Right. In fact, I wonder if that kind of situation would be no, ideal. No, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. You also don't want them too close. Yeah. Like, you just know that they exist and you can shake hands. Yes, once that's in a while. it. That's it. At school events, sometimes they'll meet, you know, okay. and we'll even sit together mm. in a one long row. Yeah. Actually, we hardly ever sit together, but sometimes it'll be like we just find ourselves all in the row, but sometimes it'll be like they're over there, right. we're over here, kind mm. of thing. Mm. And like they can get along. They're okay. not best friends, but they can get along. But I, I really appreciate my partner. In fact, the more, every time I think about how much grace he's extended me, in, in these seasons, how much um, how much I can imagine it must be difficult for him to know that I constantly talk to this person who I once had constant and protected sex with. Right. That can't be easy. Mm. That really can't mm. be easy. So, I mean, I, I really applaud them. Yeah. And I really want to hear what it's like on their end. because Oh, as well. Yeah, because yeah. I really, yeah. Why but don't you have your partner come and be a guest <laughs> on this show? <laughs> If, if you see him soon, just tell him you should come and if be a I guest see him, on this I'll tell him. show. If I see him, We'd I shall to tell hear him what, like. what his perspective exactly. is in terms of the and things that he had to go to through. Know, like sometimes I would want to ask my partner, but like I don't ask because this, this is I just want to know like is there a kiwaru they feel, right? You know, kind of thing. And you know, sometimes kids can be so. Just like a loose. Brutal. They don't think, yeah. So sometimes Brutal. you'll be in the car and be like, oh, dad, you know, my other dad said, yeah. that whatever, oh, you know, my other dad has this, mm. whatever, whatever. You know, he he has, I don't know. As, and then sometimes just like, hmm. You may usually feel it. John, I don't know if you feel it. Because I'm usually like, oh, God, she's talking about, yeah. she's, they're talking about the other dad. And I look at I him. Know. But I, oh, same as you. So mm. much grace is extended. So and much, like yeah. for him, he's vo he's vocal about the way that he feels. So like mm. if, if the kids made him feel a certain type of way, mm. he'll be open about it. Like okay. that, that thing that, um, you know, uh, 
my first one said, mm. what does it mean? Is it mm. should I be worried about it? How should I feel about it? Yeah. So I feel like open communication with your with your current partner, the one mm. that you're actually doing life with, is so important. Mm. And then also open communication with your children mm. in a in a very safe and healthy manner yeah. and constant as well. Mm. And then I feel for those people who are about to start co-parenting, I feel like healing is such an important thing that you mm. need to do because the if, yeah. if is the most important thing because if yeah. you're not healed, let me tell you the bitterness, the anger, is the decisions mm. that you make during that period when now you're trying to navigate what co-parenting mm. looks like, it's just going to be completely off. Yeah. yeah. Does your ex now have a partner? I don't know. Oh. See you, see you, Angie. And the thing you don't is, don't tell the kids to go take no, pictures because me, me, I have sniper. I'm gonna say, I would have messaging him. I'm like, why are you in the sitting room? Maybe let's take a picture. I see what you're watching. They can see. Ah, I mean, that's so this is how they have chosen this to decorate. Is- hmm, okay. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> let me tell you i think also my uh my firstborn is an empath okay and so unfortunately because of i think it has a lot to do with what she's gone through in terms of the mm. separation and the so she does a very big role and which i feel like she shouldn't do mm. of protecting both of us Ooh. or protecting her, her she? fa- she's 10 but oh, she's so okay. emotionally mature it's mm. insane mm. so she protects her her father and she protects me and i also don't put her in that situation where i'm just like no no who, who are we who are you with yesterday i the thing oh, is yeah, i feel <laughs> I want I feel, to know. I feel like honestly, she tells me because mm. I told her that the only way, which I feel like, ah, oh, the only way I can feel like I'm part of her life when mm. she's on that side is if she tells me what goes on. So yeah. I want to know what, what you guys were up to, what mm. you did, what you ate. I'll ask her if she's had dinner. I'll do video calls, but my daughter has this thing of putting the phone very, very close, mm. right? So you won't necessarily see the rest of the environment. Which I keep trying to tell her put the phone back. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested whatsoever because for me, mm. I left because I want nothing to do with this person. Do you but, get what I mean? But now your kids are in that home don't you want to see what and where, when keep, they say oh i'm in bed don't you want to see ways in bed what does in bed look like what does you oh, I'm in the kitchen when making you're on the video call what how is it they you know? put the video call there okay but fine. i won't actively be like i want to see oh, do you get what i mean like mm. i want to see so they'll put the video um the phone there they'll make a sandwich when i'm on the call they'll mm. have breakfast they'll put the you know sandwich and you mm. do see i mean you do see and you see the thing is for us because of um pickups and drop-offs i do know where mm. he's at because mm. that's also part of the pra yeah. at no point can you move and not have me know yeah, where you've exactly. moved? Because you I need to, to know where my kids are at yeah. every single time. Yeah. Um, so that's there. But I won't act. I just, I'm not bothered. There's a sense in which my ex-partner and I are, mm. are very, our situation is very unique in some ways. Okay. One, him and his, his mother and I were very close when we were in a relationship. Very close. We share a birthday. Oh, I share a birthday Jesus. with his mother oh, and his last born son. What are the chances what of that? What is this thing about sharing Literally, birthdays? I don't even know. My my current partner shares a birthday with my second born. I don't know. It's, it's a thing. Birthdays. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. So <laughs> I share a birthday with his mom right. and his last born son. Okay. And this kid was born, not even CS. Literally, it was just a, a natural birth. Right. But we share a birthday. So his mom and I do keep in touch okay. every so often. Like on our birthdays, we'll be like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. Right. If we meet like somewhere, like, I mean, because she's also in like creative circles. Okay. We'll talk. We'll have a conversation. Mm. Not only that, he's... Um, partner, now his current partner, I don't know if I should say, fiancé, maybe, I guess they're going to get married someday. Um, so his fiancé's mother mm-hmm. lives in my estate. Okay. We live, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so his mother-in-law, his current mother-in-law, she lives in my estate. 
Wow. With his partner's siblings. Wow. So he comes frequently, even when, let's say, it's nothing to do with Ethan. He's frequently in our estate because mm. they have come to visit her. Okay. Sometimes he'll come with his kids. Okay. Now, in some of those situations, his kids will be outside playing mm -hmm. and Ethan, they'll want to come and see Ethan because they know where our house is, so they'll come into my house. Mm. And now it's like I'm here with Ethan and his two brothers and my two daughters. And you can imagine what that situation looks like because I'm not about to chase out a six-year-old and a three-year-old yeah. from my house. Less. So it has forced us to all have like a bit more flexibility because in the PRA also it's supposed to be like your people are not coming to my house. Mm. Uh, me as they're not coming to your house. Mm. But now it's kind of like here they're, they are. They are here. And um, obviously for my partner, sometimes that can be a bit uncomfortable yeah. because now like his brothers, now if let's say if Zach is there, then the brothers will be like, oh, so this is your other dad. Mm. Oh, okay. But you have other, uh, dad is also your dad. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like... But awkward, but it's like, you know, you just make yeah. do. This is just like where we are kind mm. of thing. And I feel like to some extent, I feel like he and I will be tied together for, forever, forever, you know? Okay. Which is like, that's the one thing that I guess we were going to ask, yeah. which is like mm. most uh, biological parents, mm. once you have a child, then there's that aspect of this person is in your life forever, whether yeah. you like it mm. or not. And, and how true is that it's like a hundred percent true? What question did you want us to no, ask? No, but him, he's like, does does he have access to me twenty four seven? Yeah, twenty four okay, seven. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like we'll be tied together forever. Yes, mm. or for as long as we are both interested but in the child's access. life, but not necessarily access. Mm. However, isn't it in my best interest for him to always be able to share with me something to do with Ethan that mm. is necessary? Yeah. Because I feel like that con concept of access sometimes it's like, oh, if he ever decides he wants to get back together with you, you're right. willing to have a conversation. If you know he wants to sleep with you, you're willing to be like, oh, hey, you know, kind of like, mm -mm. no. I feel mm -mm. like that's definitely not what it is. Yeah. But I mean, access, communication, yes, mm. but with boundaries. With that's with what I was saying. It's basically the strong boundaries. Clear boundaries. Very clear boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think so? Would you a agree? A hundred percent. I had to create the boundaries like mm. way early in advance mm. because like I said, we had that communication problem where it's just yeah. like anytime, any time of the day, you can just be able to text me or call me. It was about the kids. Yeah. But then sometimes you can slip in a few, you know, mm. um, how was your day? Exactly. And it's just like, what are we talking about here? Why do you care Why about my day? Why do you care no, about no, no, my no, no, day? No, no, exactly. Yeah, so then mm -hmm. just create mm -hmm. those boundaries. Yeah. But then back to the space of what you have both been able to create. Mm. In my scenario, um, like I said, when you put the phone, because you're asking, do you ask these people, Ebu show me, Ebu mm. show me. Mm. Like the kids are very open when it comes to their day, the things mm. have been, who they've met. And that's because of the space that my partner and I have been able to create for them. Mm. So then my partner will make them see that it's not uncomfortable for him mm. to talk about their father. Okay, so then they will openly talk about it. But then Great. their biological mm. dad would say like comments like in the beginning, that's not your uncle. That's not your dad. You see, like that. So then they That's already close yeah. up and mm. they're like, okay, okay clearly, never we anything. cannot talk mm. about this person, mm. you know, in front of the father. Mm. So um, I guess, did you guys experience some of that where you had to learn, okay, we need to create this space where mm. co-parenting is happening. So there's no way we're bad mouthing mm. these other people. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that we actively did it. Right. Like I, now as I continue to reiterate, I was lucky. Okay. I was very lucky because, um, my partner now he's, he's a kind of like very calm person. Okay. He's not the kind of person who would like jump or say anything mm. negative about my ex. Um, and he's the kind of person who's like, even if something happens, which is uncomfortable about, he would not bring it up there when the kids are there. Okay. Maybe he'll bring it up later when we're in bed or right. something like that. Right. And then be like, Oh, by the way, when this happened, this made me a bit uncomfortable mm. or, you know, I didn't know how I should respond to this kind of situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Ethan's dad as well, his biological father, also is the same kind of person. Okay. He's very... Um, he's just sensible. He's sensible. He has. I, he's. He never says any negative word about like me or okay. about the, um, about my husband, or at least not something that uh, Ethan has ever told me. Okay. In fact, every time he mentions, he's always just like, "Oh, you know, we're talking about you, mm. and we are saying that you know they watched, they saw you on TV when I used to be in Hebrew. Oh, they saw yes, you on TV, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was happy to see you, kind of thing. So it's like there's always been a kind of like. Gentle acceptance, let me say, of right. our situations, which I guess is again predisposed off of our separation was not acrimonious. Okay. It was not people were not screaming, fighting. No one was feeling like I've been done bad. It was just so. Kind of like, you are really blessed. Yeah, I'm really. You are really see, blessed. Actually, some of the DMs I get really make yeah, me want to cry because sad. I imagine. Mm. If the situation was that me and you, let's say we're in a relationship, yeah. and then now we've just broken up right now, mm. and you expect me to co-parent tomorrow, it's and impossible. right now you're now living with the person who you cheated on me with. I mean, it's definitely gonna it's be war. obviously it's yeah. going to be horrible Difficult. and not, And I honestly, those are the women who I really applaud. Oh, yeah. Those ones who have been in that situation, because I also myself don't know how much grace I would have been willing to extend if it was that this situation is that you broke up with me and I thought we were still together. Yeah. You're now with the person who we used to hang out like mm. with when we were in a relationship and yeah. you said you were not even attracted to her. Yeah. Now yeah. here you are with your kids. Like yeah. uh, that would be a really difficult situation for me to be in. You Let know? me tell you, the beautiful thing is that mm. the both of you are able to prioritize the kids, mm. the, your child, which yeah. I feel is what people need to learn how to do. Oh, yeah. you, even mm. with the different aspects of prioritizing your child, mm. seek help get mediators, mm. see how the courts handle such situations yeah. so that you find the best, the best decision that you can possibly come yeah. um, for the sake of the kids. My God, But yeah. well done on your journey of co-parenting, Joanne, and being so open about, I guess, yeah. just the things that you go through. I know there's an aspect of missing your child, which I, I relate to 100%. Because so birthdays, like this weekend, we're having a birthday, but the kids are going to be at their dad's. So then like they're just going to miss the birthday of this side mm. of the family. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's how life is going to continue to yeah. be for them. I also I also feel like these are different different elements are added when you have other children. Okay. So now we, we, we I have Ethan, who is my son. Okay. And then I have these two daughters. All right. I've had many conversations of people saying, so, but now are you going to give your husband a son? Because, you know, this is like, you gave yeah. the other man a son, mm. but this one you've only given him daughters. Are you going to give him a son? Wow. As if it's me who's just like, yeah. So God, yeah. this one I needed to be a boy. Yeah. You know, oh. there's conversations about that. There's, there's like modalities in which there's a way that my husband has to handle Ethan in a more delicate way than he would with the girls. Right. Because there are certain things which with these other ones, it's like, actually, my husband has never beaten Ethan, mm. has never, in fact, he hardly ever disciplines him. He usually we puts talked it about on me. that, by the way, yeah. the disciplining aspect. Yeah, and it's yeah. challenging because it's something, it's something actually we're actively in therapy about. Yeah. Because it's like, I get where you're that. coming from because it's like, for you, you don't want to, especially now as a teenager, it's like, you don't want you to be like, yeah, you're not even my real dad. Yeah. Even these things which you just don't want to go through. The fact that Ethan is a boy mm. and my girls are girls there's obviously obviously even a difference in the way they connect right which sometimes as now the the in between parent it's kind of like would it be different if he was a girl right and then the other ones were boys would it be like there's just so many complexities yeah let me tell you matters of the heart matters mm, of blended and families. blended families are so delicate yeah and i i really feel like it's more it's one of those situations which it's like you take every day as it comes. Yeah. And you both have to be Ooh, willing to work at it and you put must. in the work. That is the thing. How difficult it is. Yeah. It's yeah. literally just a, a day to day. Today, we'll deal with the situation that's for today. Okay. You deal with that one. But mm -hmm. as long as we are all 
on the same page as far as like you have th- something to protect your relationship yeah. i have something to protect yeah. we both love this child and mm-hmm. we want him to be as well adjusted as possible right. you know right. then i guess i mean akuna atwezi kosana i always come from that day atwezi kosana we're always murugi we're always talking about how difficult how difficult it is but yeah. i think there's so much beauty that comes from blending as well just being mm-hmm. able to see someone extend love outside of their biological children is amazing yeah. and not only that i must commend ourselves as well to see ourselves give that much grace mm. because let me tell you Rugi being able to accept someone to love your child mm. is no small thing oh, it's yeah. not being able to be like okay this is a person i've chosen and this person i'm going to trust them mm. with this child of mine and building a family together is also not a small thing it's really so not a small so well thing. done thank you both of Even you, you, well, <laughs> hey, you. Hey, well done kabisa yani my god i really thank god that god didn't thank give you. me some certain situation because me i was like me i can yeah am i about madam <laughs> Am Let I? me tell you, Muruki, <laughs> it's so difficult when um, you're not willing to work mm. with each other. And I understand why, because sometimes it's just impossible, yeah. especially um, based on the situation that you're in. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, so this segment is called uh, Movies and Blended. And what we do is we basically look at a specific scene that's in a movie and we talk about how it actually is in real life because in movies it gives just a small snippet of a specific scenario. So in this specific scene, the movie is taken. Um, in this specific scene, uh, co-parenting is involved where the biological father goes to the birthday party which has been arranged by um, the ex-wife who is now in a relationship and is in a relationship with a wealthier mm. man, clearly. Um, and so he goes to the party and he's trying to get um, a hold of the daughter and the mom is like stopping him, you know, um, the pet names that you're talking mm. about, like, oh, sweetie, we do things in a specific way and basically trying to set her boundaries in terms of how she wants um, him to act in this said party. Mm. And then after that, the daughter appears and she eventually hugs the dad and gets her present. And then after that, the stepdad or the bonus parent then appears in between this interaction with a bigger present, which is a horse. Um, Uh, But then he goes further to ask him to stay for the party Mm. and I guess to, you know, just feel at home, mm. but he refuses. So, mm. Joanne, what is your take on this? Hey, <laughs> my gosh. So, watching the clip, yeah. um, I felt two things. One, I felt like the mom was trying to manage the interaction between the dad and the daughter too much. Mm. And I feel like I've been there before yeah. wanting to be like, oh, no, but Ethan doesn't really like this. Or, you know, kind of like... How you do know, you not to, know yeah. your son anymore? Ex- Learn, have conversations, sure. talk to him. That's not what he likes. And yeah, trying I've to manage this, like, well. oh, yeah, no, she's not here right now kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like you're not acting as a... As a catalyst mm. for them to be closer, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's in our best interests for them to be close. Because it's like, if they are spending time at that person's house and that yeah. is their biological dad, why yeah. don't you want them to be close, yeah. you know? So I feel like, one, that was the first thing that stood out to mm. me. She's really trying to overmanage it. Mm. And it's not up to us. Right. We just need to let them interact how they interrupt, mm. interact. Two, um, I found it interesting that this biological dad had come to this party that was being organized by the mom and the, and the, and the stepdad because like for us that just never happens <laughs> if i'm hosting a birthday party who invited you <laughs> no who, who who invited you, you i know, don't know it's so funny yeah. that you're saying that because we always extend an invite just for the sake of the child and the invite is never like accepted so we just God. stopped we're just like yeah. you have the birthday party on that side and we have the birthday exactly. party on yeah. this side it's yeah. awkward yeah. it's yeah. awkward it's just like and yeah. then now if my parents are here why are my parents having to interact with you with who is you. like from a, a former life you know yeah. it just to me it's never it never sits right i feel like mm. we can all celebrate 
the him how we want to celebrate him so when it's at your place you celebrate mm. him when it's at ours we'll celebrate him again i just mm. want to remind you that it's not one size fits all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need mm. to find out what works for, for you, you guys. because i've mm. seen cases where people actually still have the joint birthday mm. parties mm. and they're pretty okay they're there for the child um you know whatever function is happening for the child they'll mm. all just be there yeah so again this is what this is what works for us yeah based on our situation yeah, yeah. and of yeah. course there are some scenarios which it's like it, it requires because you can't redo the scenario right. so for example when Ethan was um getting his cut mm. he was getting circumcised that was like last year mm. was it last year or last year but one last year but one yeah um it was one occasion exactly so it's not like we can redo for yeah, you yeah yeah you <laughs> have your own like you all have to be yeah. there yeah we all they both needed to be present right. you know? so then in such situations mm. it's like okay fine you know we'll come together and we'll do the thing yeah but if it's like birthdays no we don't need to mm. and especially in a situation like this where it's like this person is super wealthy yeah you know that you're not we don't need to be in the same space for us that's just awkward that comparing yeah. whatever it's, it's really yeah but really then let's just talk about the one upper because there's that aspect of controlling mm. the interaction but then i feel like we in blended families um there's that tendency to kind of up mm. the other family mm. um if it's not in gifts it's in the experiences it's like oh you you took um, the kids to this place oh, we're gonna take them here yeah. um so have you gone through that i'd love to know um some mm. of the things that you've even subconsciously yeah without sometimes, knowing yeah, sometimes it's not like it's you're not, intending yeah, to but you in your mind yeah. it's kind of like oh okay like you got this mm. okay now mm. we're gonna buy this mm. so tell me about the one upper um, have you ever gone through it yeah i feel like the one upper is a natural part of co-parenting yeah i feel like no matter how much you try to get away from it it will always it happen. happen you will constantly be comparing yeah you will constantly be comparing when um ethan's dad and i first started co-parenting mm. we he used to live in a completely different place since okay. then his life has improved he's gotten a better job mm. and whatnot and recently i think it was like two years ago they moved to this really big beautiful house right and did i feel some kind of internal t- twinging kind of thing like right. wow mm. that must be lovely yeah. you know kind of thing it's like obviously i felt it and you see such th- such things are like they make us human yeah exactly. wanting to one up wanting to feel like oh you got that comfort there mm. but even here we can offer this one yeah. you know you have that freedom there even here you can you can mm. get this one maybe it's an intrinsic way of like you always want to be chosen yeah. by your child you yeah. always want to be like I'm number one in my child's mm. heart um but i feel like there's some situations that i've seen where it, like now it's too much yeah it like it's now too much i think what you're be, saying is important. Yeah. it's like for you mm. how you've said it even just from hearing it yeah. it's i want this for my child but yeah. there's some people who i want this so that you can see mm. which is your ex to see that i'm doing better but you see for you in your situation yeah. even just from what you've it's said not really it's just like i that, want yeah. to create a better environment in yeah. this space mm. um than the other space exactly yeah. but sometimes it's just like like if he like it's christmas <laughs> season <laughs> like, yeah maybe. and it's like oh you went to his place oh you guys went to masema yeah. oh ask you going to south africa right. okay yeah. You know, yeah and we should tell him how much fun you had right <laughs> Make sure you do because you know let let things just be registered because of course when he comes here he'll be like oh mom when we're there we went here grandma right. did this with and when he goes there I pray and mm. hope that he does the same thing on that other side yeah, you know so that yeah. can, but all it should never be too much that now even the child is feeling uncomfortable like, right right okay now are we you yeah. know like do I need to not say this word mom doesn't feel unhappy or whatever yeah. if for me I feel like it's just in the subtle things mm. and then also you should not be going broke trying to prove to your ex 
how well you're doing. Yeah. It cannot be. You see, like in this situation, mm. if the stepdad was just rich, it's not like he bought the horse thinking, oh, I know he's going to now get a karaoke machine, so let me get a horse. Right. He's just rich and he yeah, can and afford a horse. Exactly. And yeah. this one, this is what he could afford. Mm. And so that's it. So you just also now just have to make peace with this is where we are. Yeah. I feel like also in, in I mean, I pray that many people end up in situations where maybe your current man and your ex-man perhaps are of similar financial situations mm. or the new one is, richer <laughs> because if it's the other way around then it's like your, your son or your daughter is always like you know your dad at this house there's mm. a pool and then even whatever which by the way in the house there is a pool now oh. <laughs> and a basketball court and I don't know what else man yes, you know how yeah. it is competing <laughs> with that <laughs> But Aluta continue. We Aluta continue the journey. Yes. You know one thing I love, Joanne? I just love your honesty right now because uh, you just being able to sit here and giving those experiences, mm. it's exactly what we go through. We're human beings. Ooh, yeah, we um, uh, the worst thing you can do is lie to yourself about mm. how it is that you feel. Mm. And being able to recognize that, yeah, I did feel some, uh, some type of way about this specific scenario yeah. and working through that and being like, why did I feel like that? Maybe I should work harder. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't feel bad. Maybe I should Therapy. be happy. Maybe there, exactly. Mm. It's, it would help. Mm. Um, but just, I have really appreciate appreciate you for being able to just be honest and sit here and tell us everything that you've been able to go through in, you. in your co-parenting journey. I really it's a continued that, journey. Well, but it's a continued journey. Yeah. And I really hope that someone watching it can see that you can't compare where I am now seven years into my journey right. with you who has just started co-parenting two months ago. Mm. It, it wasn't always this easy. When yeah. we were having those negotiations back and forth before we got married and yeah. like, you know, at that point where we we're just starting the co-parenting, it felt difficult. There are sometimes where it was like, wow, so he's just going away for a whole weekend yeah. and I'm just, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm. And that's why I didn't even have my girl. So it's just like, okay, Oh my so gosh, now, I struggled. You know, yeah. I struggled before I got used to it. I it's, really it struggled. It could be really yeah. tough. But sometimes yeah. it's just like, okay, make the best of a bad situation. I would really enjoy those weekends. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I parties, do what? Oh man, those were, those were good yeah. times. Those yeah. were good times. But it's like, don't compare where you are in your journey with someone who is like far ahead, yeah. you know, kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's it, You keep walking and every mm. day you make decisions which are hopefully in the best interest of your child. Go to therapy. All right. All co-parenting people, all blended families need to be in therapy. Yeah. yeah. Because the reality is that there are so, some things which, like you're saying, sometimes something makes you feel bad and you're not even sure why it makes you mm. feel bad. You mm. know, like sometimes, the, like my husband maybe will say something to Ethan, which is kind of like just an ordinary thing that a dad would say to a, a kid. But you feel but it. But when I'm just like, mm, mm. And of course, I would say something because I don't want him to feel like you're not an equal parent. Yeah. But I'll feel it and I'll go to therapy and be like, when he said this, I really felt a certain kind of way. Yeah. And I was just like... You know, and then I start thinking about those things and be like, is it something I need to have a conversation with him about? Or is it that I need to recognize yeah. that he too is a parent mm. and you need to let him be a parent, you know? Easier said than done though, but yeah, it's like Girl, I said, it's I a continued you. journey. It's a continued <laughs> yeah, journey. Yeah. Yeah. Joanne, thank you. Thank you. Guys. I just want to give you this. this I've been waiting for my gifts all <laughs> episode long. There you go. This is from uh, Dara's Tango's oh, collection. Um, so it's a lovely Dara with a couple of earrings. Even earrings. That, yeah, please, you can go oh ahead. I want I want to make sure that you, that yes. you no the dare. I, I want to make sure you like okay, the fine. dare because I, do, I really love it. Okay, good. Oh, it's okay, so good. pretty. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please, this is our uniform in Nairobi, in Kenya. So you know that no matter even if you have ten, you, you are need okay. the eleventh. I Aww. love it so much. Thank you so much. No, thank you for making time thank to be here, you. and thank you for being honest. And of course, we'll continue to 
pray for you on your blended family journey thank and may you continue you. to uh, just be amazing thank honestly you. thank you thank you so much <laughs> i really hope that someone has learned something yes. or been inspired or encouraged by this episode absolutely please mm. let us know what are some of the issues that you've gone through in mm. your co-parenting um experiences and of course based on the blended and movies what are some of the ridiculous things you've done when it comes to one upping your other partner uh, other that partner I want to yeah hear. i know that's it for today here on the blended family podcast thank you so much for watching this far murugi please say goodbye thank you thank you guys you can find me on my platforms by the way murugi yes. muni everywhere yeah thank you thank you so much bye <laughs> <laughs>